Welcome. This is a super important podcast about hair. Question mark. Featuring Ryan Teal and Stephen Adams as your co-hosts. Let's begin. How's it going? Good. What's this? This? Oh, what can you see? Uh, Gmail. Oh, awesome. Let me show you. This is our Gmail account. Okay. And what I wanted to show you is, guess what is live? Good news. Your podcast, a super important podcast about hair, has been reviewed and approved for publication on Google Play Music. Oh, man. Real. It's real. Yeah. We're actually going to do this. There. <laughs> Be real. Have you seen, have you seen uh, the new... Um, what is that? It's it's not Rage Against the Machine. Prophets of Rage. Prophets of Rage. I have not. You haven't heard? Have you heard of it? No. Were you a uh, Rage Against the Machine fan? Yes. Prophets. <laughs> oh, I know. Now I'm like, well, who? What do we? What is this? I'm gonna look this up. Chuck D. Um. Is it Chuck D. and Rage? It's Rage. Yeah. So what is it called again? And Cypress Hill. So it's it's like be real. Be real. Chuck yeah. and like the guys from Rage without the dude with the dreadlocks. Yeah. It's fucking rad. What is it called? The Prophets of Rage. Prophets of Rage. Yeah. I'm pulling it up right now. <laughs> Were you a Rage fan? What was that? Were you a Rage fan? Yeah. I saw him a couple of times. Yeah. Maybe that'll be our intro. <laughs> steal it. <laughs> oh, we can like I would love to steal it. I would love to steal it and then get like a uh, a cease and desist letter. <laughs> there we go. Because then I'd have a t shirt made. <laughs> I got a cease and desist letter letter from Prophets of Rage. Right. What's well, interesting, Prophets of Rage. Why didn't think they called it that? Well, I think they had to do Rage, obviously, so people knew that it was Rage Against the Machine. Yeah. So, are you ready? I'm ready. All right. This is our first episode of, what is it called, Brian? Oh, shit. What is it called? It's, uh... <laughs> it's a really important I got it. It's a really, a really Im- <laughs> I came up with the name too, which is ridiculous. It's a really important uh, podcast about hair. About hair? Question mark. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe I guess it is. Yeah. Well, this is the first one. I've always wanted to do. I've always wanted to do, do something like this. I mean, I had you know the thing with uh, uh, Tuesday, the uh, uh, set TV. Yeah. Um, but that was so proper, and it took so long to edit. So I, I like this one a little bit better, I think, because I don't really want it to be professional. No, I mean, professional, but not professional, but like experimental. There we go. Experimental, That's, yeah. This is yeah, an experimental yeah. thing. We're going to try something completely different. Yeah. So, <clears throat> Ryan, why don't you just give us like, two minutes? Like, who, what, why, who are you? Why are you here? Okay, um, I am uh, Ryan Teal, and I'm an alcoholic. I'm kidding. Um, maybe not. Uh, 
Why am I here? I, you know, I have been in the industry forever. Um, I feel like there's a lot of uh, kind of lame content being put out in in our industry, in the hairdressing industry. And to be honest, I'm really, I'm really tired with boring content. Is really what it is. And I kind of think of myself as the Johnny Rotten of the hairdressing industry. That if I feel something is is boring, I'm just going to tell you it's fucking boring. So that's really why I'm here. I mean, I don't, I don't even need to like, like talk about my history or that. My whole thing is that, you know, we were chatting at the New York air show, you know, let's do a podcast. And, uh, you know, Derek wanted to get involved as well, which I totally think that that would be rad as well. But in reality, me and you have had such, you know, we've known each other for so freaking long and it's almost like Laurel and Hardy, man. I mean, you know, I have, I have one sense of humor, you have a different sense of humor and they work so well together. I was like, dude, I, I think that would work really well. So that's why I'm here. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. I think, How about you? well, <clears throat> me, I, I'll go into my boring history for just about two okay. seconds, which is I've been doing hair for about forever like 30 some years i've owned a salon for 20 years i've trained for three four five different manufacturers across the country i started a nonprofit on continuing education i do a bunch of crap like in the industry like a whole bunch of stuff but i'm really quiet about it and i think it should be shared a little bit about hair but really that's only part of like our lives, you know, doing hair and working and being obsessed with our work is only one part of it because if we don't fulfill the other side of it with like art and music and maybe a glass of wine or whiskey here and there, then we're kind of like losing it. So I want to be able to just offer a little opportunity of sharing like what makes me tick because so many people look at me and they're like, oh my God, you're doing so much. You're always going to get burned out. You're working 80, 90 hours a week. What the fuck? And I'm like, no, I got perfect work balance. I love what I do. So mm-hmm. Share that shit. I think it's right. Uh, and like, like my new like, like guy crush Gary V says that if you're working 90 hours, how come you're not doing 100? Exactly. You know. <laughs> and I don't work enough at all, so I, I'm just trying to look for other things to do. <laughs> you probably should work more. No, I probably should. Well, you know, I did do. I I, I taught 700 classes last year. That's a hell of a lot of classes. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if I'm. Gonna, I don't know if I'm going to pull that this year. I don't, I really don't. I want to cut back a lot, but I wanted to see if I could do that. You know, and I remember like my mentors, who you know as well, the Chadwicks. I mean, I think that they trained in one year. I think the the, the record is like twenty five hundred hairdressers. Wow, dude! I want to reach those kind of numbers. That, that's how you get vetted in our industry. You know, seven hundred classes. I'm curious. We're, I'm just curious because like seven. I was trying to wrap my head around this. We were when we were talking in New York, and I was like, seven hundred classes. I mean, that's on an average of two a day. Yep. And <clears throat> I was thinking about. It, I'm like, if you were in seven hundred different salons, seven hundred different locations, what did you learn from that? What was like the one thing? Like if you got one thing, only one, you got to choose one. What is that one thing that you, you really learned from that experience? Um, <laughs> it's a tough one. It is. It is. Uh, you know, I, I, uh, 
I learned how to deliver a class. I've been doing this my entire life. I've been, I've been, I've been, you know, we, we worked with Paul Mitchell together. Exactly. Um, I know I have learned more about myself this year or this last year than, than ever. Um, I know that I could walk into any room with any hairdresser and I could make it click. Okay. You know, and, and most of my clientele right now, or most of the class that I teach are in the Bible Belt. Like I mean, I was in Oklahoma yesterday, which is the buckle. Yeah. And um, I know that I can, I can, uh, I can teach to anybody, and I, I can click with a hairdresser. I don't click with non-hairdressers. I click with bartenders. I don't click with non-hairdressers. Right. You know, um, out of those seven hundred classes, I think I told you in New York that I. Um, Cussed four times. I still find that hard to believe. Oh, I know. I cuss, and you'll hear me cussing this because I think that this is a time that we can cuss. If you don't like it, click. Um, click? No. <laughs> totally, yeah. Um, but in reality, you know, I figured that, that in all those classes, I didn't want anybody to be offended by my cussing. You can be offended by anything else that I talk about, especially, like, my theories that I put out there as in, like, my, my, my very... Che Guevara or, or, you know, um, I would say my revolutionary theories that I put out all the time. Okay. Be offended by that. But I don't want you to be offended by, by cursing. So I, I removed that out of my classes. So I would say that what I learned out of, out of uh, last year was that I know, I know for a fact that I right now am probably one of the greatest uh, presenters on stage that's awesome yeah that's really cool yeah i'm always like I, I would think that the more you go through any class and the more that you actually like uh train other other salons, other people you, you have to take something away from it i think that's yeah. an important part about being an educator it's not about yeah. how much excuse my language but how much shit you give people it's what you can receive from it and like how you can oh, yeah. the information. And I think for me, like that's my favorite part about teaching. Me too. And it's the, the relationships that I, I have started. Right. I mean, I have a huge family. Right. I mean, I think, yeah, it's like building that relationship. It's like any part of our hair of being a hairdresser. If you're a hairdresser behind the chair, you're building relationships. Yes. You build relationships with your clients. You got to build mm -hmm. relationships with the salon that you work with. You have to build relationships with your coworkers. You got to build relationships with the neighborhoods that you work in because if you don't, you're missing the boat. Mm -hmm. You got to build like really like build relationships. So even like teaching classes, it's about building those same kind of relationships. It is. It is. Yeah, it's interesting. And I get lonely when I'm not on the road. Yeah. I, it's part of the thing. I love being on the road because it really, it kind of fulfills me. Yeah. It's your work, but it's like, I love it because I get to meet people and I get to build new relationships. Yeah. So what did you learn last year? Cause I know you, you have been, you've actually been doing a ton with, uh, with Nick. So, so, uh, I have, I, um, you know, it's an interesting thing. 
sometimes you put out something, you know, like put out it to the universe, just a crazy idea or two, and it just kind of grows. So like about almost two years ago, it will be almost two years ago uh, at Chicago ABS, because I pulled him aside after we did a, did, I was helping him on stage and stuff. And we sat down and had a drink afterwards and we were talking and I was just like, you know, if you really want this to grow and you're really thinking about going into distribution, you really need to have some kind of like education program behind it. And I'm like, I would love to be part of it and try to help you with it. I don't know what that means or where that'll go, but I just put it out there. And then eventually it just slowly evolved so that I kind of help. So over the last year and a half, I've like trained about 50 people across the country to be educators on his Erosio ambassador art team that work for the distributors in the, throughout the Midwest. And then I wrote and designed uh, four classes for them. So now I have like four classes that are all set up for, I've got a demo class for haircutting, a styling class, and a couple of different, two different types of product knowledge classes. And so I kind of just like really started, I, I, I learned something. Be careful what you ask for, because you might get it. And it's, yeah, I definitely found out exactly what, I wasn't sure what I wanted to do or how that I was going to relay, but all of a sudden, boom, I'm like now finding myself in this position where I'm like, it's sometimes overwhelming, but it's awesome. And you're spending more time in Louisville this year, you said? I sure hope so, because one of the distributors is in based out of Louisville, mm -hmm. in that area, in a cool beauty consulting, so mm -hmm. I really want to be able to like, Keep working with them. I know I'm doing a class for them actually next weekend in Detroit area. And then, oh, Detroit. Okay. Yeah, and then I'll be in there. I'll also be doing a class with them in like three weeks later in Indianapolis. And I we were trying to get one time set up in like Columbus, Louisville area. So push for Louisville. So you can just come stay at my house. Okay, I would love to. I want to come down anyways. I'll probably, it's on my plans to just get that way sometime this summer. Okay. Well, just let me know way in advance because I, you know. Yeah. Well, I'll stay there when you're not there. You can. You're more than welcome to. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. You got to get up so, uh, to Minneapolis too. Oh, I want to real bad. But not, not when it's rainy or snowy. Oh, well, it's done. We okay. Still about a foot of snow, but that's all right. It's all oh, right. no, that's not all right. I, I, I hate that stuff, man. <laughs> um, so what are you into now? What are you, what are you uh, uh, watching? Like like, like uh, TV shows and all that? Oh, you know, I just started watching, I think it's hilarious, Silicon Valley. I'm a little behind the times. Okay. So, but it's been really entertaining to me because it's, uh, I love the idea of like trying to start up a business and having no freaking clue on how to do it. And mm. have you watched Silicon Valley? I did, but it was so many years ago. Yeah, it's crazy. So I'm only on season three. I've been slowly watching it for the last few months, just trying to like little bits here and there. And yeah, that's what I've been watching, doing. And just kind of like, what about you? What you been I just watched, I just started watching on the plane. Cause that's where I start a lot of my TV shows. Um, 
I, I'm watching, I'm in the middle of watching Arrested Development for like the third time. Uh, it's kind of weird though on Netflix. Like I feel like they, they kind of edited it for Netflix. Well, like, didn't Netflix make it? Did they? I think they made it. Oh, well. Yes. And I've been noticing. For Netflix. <laughs> um, so, yes, <laughs> I've been watching that. But I just started uh, Russian Doll. Oh, it's on my list. It's on my oh, list. Clients that's fantastic. Really? Yeah, I like that chick, too. She's from, uh, she's from Orange is the New Black. Okay. The curly-haired one? I never saw Orange in the New Black. Oh, okay. Well, that's what I definitely recommend. But, but um, it's, it's a really good show. Okay. You know, I prefer Netflix stuff over, over most shows anyways. Dude, I, have you seen Bandersnatch? No. Oh, that's so awesome. What is it? Like, I would watch that Bandersnatch. It's, it's um, the Black Mirror movie. Oh. It's, yeah. It's made, it's like the TV show or the show Black Mirror, and they just made it into a, really. Yeah, it's so good. Okay, I'll now. Is med- is 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 marijuana legal in Minneapolis? No. Okay. Well, unless so I, I would, unless you have a medical card. Okay. Okay. Well, I don't recommend doing it illegally, but if you happen to have a medical card and happen to consume some just before um, watching the movie, it might be eye opening. It was so good. It was so good, man. And I'm not a smoker at all. I'm a drinker. Yeah. And like, it's a choose your own story. It's a choose your own. Oh, okay. And um, I freaked out because I, was, I watched like The Office afterwards and I was like, holy crap. They're going to make me choose the ending of this office. The office episode that I was watching. I was like, because I'm watching it on Netflix, and now they have taken over my TV. <laughs> and they're actually controlling me. <laughs> oh, here's a question for you, because yes. I haven't seen this. How does it work? How do you how how do you do that? How does it like actually work where you get to choose your own ending? Um, well, it, it'll like the movie will be playing, and then it pauses for a second, and it yeah. says. Um, push like left arrow key if you want to do this push right arrow key if you want to do that okay or yeah i think it was left or right or up or down or something like that you get a couple of choices and then yes and then it would send you into an infinite loop if you made some bad choices oh no yeah <laughs> yeah and i guess there's i guess there's multiple endings though like like there's multiple endings there probably has to be remember those books um, yes, that, and that's what they took the movie from. Okay, is that what they With those books? Yeah, because those books I used to re- read those to my kids when they're little all the time. And you'd make your choice and go to page sixty-two or whatever. Yeah, it was, and it yeah, I love those. Yeah, I love those. They're like D and D almost. Exactly. exactly. And I was a big D and D fan. I was too back in the not the the I don't know. I was bad in, when I was in high school, and the one thing that I did steal from a bookstore, I'll never get, I won't tell which one, Dungeons and Dragons books, because I needed them. I had to have them, and I... I had one of the original modules. Did you? Yeah. I remember when it came out. Yep. Yeah, it was like, 
81, 82, somewhere yeah. in there. And I got yeah. all the books. As soon as each book came out, I had to snag them. I think I still have my 20 cent die. <laughs> I think I can get one right now. We <laughs> could roll some dice. That's awesome. <laughs> you have that. I wish I had mine. Oh, you got to keep your little like wizard pouch and carry it around, you know? <laughs> little LARPing on the weekends. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. LARPing. Know. I already do. <laughs> oh, you LARP. <laughs> Not lurking. I'm an educator. <laughs> uh, lurking. <laughs> Uh, speaking of lurking speaking of lurking uh, so what's going on with Michael Jackson he's dead <laughs> but it so I don't watch the news at all like I don't watch the news at all I don't either so you're asking the wrong person <laughs> okay okay because all my employees were like really freaking out the other day and we cannot have Michael Jackson playing in the salon but see like I've heard like, I read I read on social media and and hopefully whoever watches this can maybe like just enlighten us. Um, I read on social media somewhere that it said that, that it came out that he never did anything wrong. And then I heard this morning that like, like Starbucks will never play Michael Jackson again. Right. See, that's why I was like, I haven't watched, but I get, I have not watched yet on HBO. I guess there is a documentary about it. That's good. Yeah. And, um, People have watched it, have been very offended by it, so therefore they're banning everything that's Michael Jackson. You know, uh, and I was like, but we already all knew this, so why do we wait? I mean, how many years ago did he pass away? Was it six, seven? Yeah, or and more. Six, seven, maybe more, and now suddenly we're anti him? You know, this whole offensive thing, yeah. like everything is offensive. I saw a meme the other day. <laughs> Not the one that we were talking about. <laughs> Let's go right into that. <laughs> no, no, I'm not going to talk about behind a chair and hairbrain. Okay. Um, <laughs> but I will call them out. Who are they? Um, uh oh. A meme the other day that says, I think it's so weird Wait. that I cut out. You cut out. Am I back? Yeah, now you're back. Okay, am I back now? You're back. You're um, I think it's so weird that the uh, same generation that grew up with Family Guy and that grew up with, um, uh, you know, The Simpsons. Uh, Simpsons. Um, are offended by everything. They're very, very sensitive. Totally. Very sensitive. And... For some reason, I mean, they're so they're very sensitive. Even if you call them out on something that they actually did, yeah, like oh my god, it's pretty insane. <clears throat> and I think it's uh, I don't know why it is. I mean, well, are they just God's special little like, snowflakes? Pardon? Are they just God's special little snowflakes? Is that what it is? Is that like everybody told them, oh, you're special? Well, I think that's part of it. I think part of it's that. And I think part of it is um, they didn't have to learn hard. They don't have a very thick skin because they were, you know, it, the whole world is about anti-bullying right now. It's like, don't, no bullying, no hazing, no um, be nice, be respectful, which is all good stuff. Don't get me wrong. But if you don't get pushed around a little bit and you don't get, 
bullied a little bit and you don't get a little bit of like pressure, you don't learn who you really are. You don't yeah. be comfortable in your skin. I think that bullying should be mandatory. <laughs> I was bullied. I'm sure you were. Stop picking on me. I was always bullied. <laughs> I was bullied because I, I was the only punk rock kid in my high school. Um, and like, like it was a truly like cowboy high school. And I was like the only punk rock kid or one of the only like probably four punk rock kids. Right. You know, and so like, I, I mean, I remember like, you know, having some guys like chase me down the hall and like cut my mohawk off. I mean, you know. So it made you mean. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, I stabbed a dude with a pencil in the back of the uh, uh, the, uh, the kneecap once. Ooh, ouch. Yeah. But, you know, I think, and I, I think like having those confrontations, you got to have them a little bit because it's interesting because I find them, I'll, I'm going to switch this switches all the way back into the hair salon business. Mm -hmm. Yeah, please do. We get this all the time. As a business owner, I get so many I mean, I'll have a client who's unhappy. Client calls the salon, they're unhappy. The person that's working the front desk doesn't know how to diffuse it because they've never dealt with an unhappy person before. And then our in our policy, what we want to be able to do is we want to make sure that, because if, if Sally came in and got a color and, and, and she's not happy about it, I mean, she's got to talk to the stylist. So we refer them to the stylist. We have the stylist call them. But then the stylist spend like the next 24 hours freaking out and not like, oh, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? What am I going to do? How am I going to talk to them? What are they going to say? Are they going to be mad? I'm like, call them. Maybe they're going to just say, I love my hair. Yeah. Uh, you know, and so what happens is they're like so afraid to have any kind of conflict that it really like holds them back because they're full of fear. And really that just comes into the whole thing of what, sometimes causes a lot of um, tension in the salon is they just don't have enough self-confidence in, in growth. And you need that self-confidence to really like push forward your career. If you don't have, you were saying in your life, it's not always about talent. It's about skill and skill comes from having the self-confidence and building through so that you have the talent. And having it beat into you. Exactly. Not, not you like for you're doing okay. Keep going. No. It's like, do it right. Do it again. Yeah. Do it again. Do it again. And it's, yeah, it's like doing it right until you can't get it wrong. And having having John Chadwick slap me on the freaking elbow with a YS Park comb because I was dropping my elbow. <laughs> or I had Scott Cole yell and scream at me because I diffused his client, his um, one of his models, instead of him doing it. And yeah. didn't do it right. You know, until, yeah. and I didn't. Because you know what? When he did it, it was a hundred times better. And guess what? I learned from that. And my feelings were hurt. My feelings were hurt and my ego was bruised and I felt like I was going to cry. I did. You know huh? You probably I did. <laughs> I didn't cry. I turned to this. <laughs> so yeah, it's like that self-confidence. And I think, I think bullying, you know, builds some of that self-confidence. I'll use my son as an example. It's like I took, he was bullied in school. 
and he was like, Ugh. and I'm like, dude, why? And then I was, he's, he's, I was talking to him and he's like, well, they always push me and then they laugh at me. And I'm like, well, you're tall, you're really skinny and you have no idea how to control your body. And so we, I'm like, let's go outside. We walked outside and I gave him a big push and it was the funniest thing I ever saw. He was like, <laughs> and he's like, Ooh, see, that's what they do. And I'm like, okay, let me show you what <laughs> I push you too. <laughs> <laughs> I would, that's what I told him. I'm like, totally push you because it's funny. <laughs> and we sat down and we like, okay, you don't like this? Here's what you got to do. We're going to like practice. So I'm like, when I push you, I want you to like catch your balance and spread your legs and like stand strong. And it took him a little while, but after like a day of it, he like got it. I'm like, okay, now if you want to stop the bullying, here's what you got to do. When they push you, you stand strong, you stand tall, you put your shoulders back and you just walk up to them and tap them on the shoulder and say, please don't ever do that again. And walk away. And the next week he was like, Toad, I totally did that. Totally did that. It was good. They have a black eye. Awesome. No, he didn't have a black eye. I was amazed. I was like hoping he would. But no, he totally, you know, and it built his confidence up so that he learned how to stand up for himself, which is, I think, a really important thing. Oh, yeah. Um, there was, so my old business uh, partners at uh, the school that I used to, to uh, work at, um, uh, they had a little kid. Uh -huh. And um, like I remember, like I would just like hand the kids cigarettes. I mean, like we're talking like an infant. I'd hand the kids cigarettes because like it, it didn't have anything to play with, so I'd give him a pack of cigarettes. But like when, when he when he started like learning how to walk, if he was walking by, and he loved me. This little kid loved me. And when when if he was walking by me, I would just like go over and like hit him with my my knee or whatever to knock him on his ass. And the mom got pissed off at me, and she was offended because she was like, well why are you knocking my kid over? I'm like, dude, I'm teaching your kid how to get back up. It's not the fall that hurts. It's, it's, it's learning how to get back up. That's, that's where it's at. So that's you know, kind of the whole thing is, is I'm a bully. I'm a bully. I'll bully. But again, I love you. I mean, like, like if I'm bullying you, that means I love you. Right. You're caring. You know? You're like pushing them. Yeah. And then helping them get to the next level. Like, yeah. let me, let me give you a little push. Let me like make it a little hard. Okay. Yeah. Now, oh, do you just, and then here, stand up. Yes. <laughs> Get up again. Get up again. Now you don't have to fall over anymore. Exactly. I no. think it's, those are huge lessons. And, and the reason that we have challenges is because those lessons aren't being taught. I agree. So I agree. many parents that are just as that one, the child that you were giving cigarettes to, <laughs> didn't want you to do that and was like protecting even though all that protection is a little more than we probably really need. Can't learn if we're being protected. I think we're doing pretty well here. I think it's going well. <laughs> Good. <laughs> I'm not crying yet. No, no, no. <laughs> Maybe we should pause for like, like, like a commercial break. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're not, I don't think we have any sponsors yet. Oh, wait. Buffalo Trace. <laughs> <laughs> that stuff's good. I like that stuff. Oh, I do too. For the price, really I love Buffalo Trace. I, I, it's a, you know, it's a haunted uh, distillery. In, in is it really? Yeah. See, I just I love Buffalo Trace. 
check out all the distilleries and just have a little little bit here and there. There's so many. Um, what kind of music are you into now? What was your last concert you went to? The last concert I went to, I just saw Neil Young. Um, a solo concert of Neil Young, which is cool. I took my son and my daughter and we went um, for my son's 21st birthday. But we went and saw Neil Young and that was- well, Of course. Because bourbon tastes like a bourbon was, and rat poison. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> bourbon tastes like rat poison. <laughs> 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 I, need some, I need. I should put bourbon down down in my basement. I have a squirrel in my basement at the moment. Ah. Just put a live trap down there. So hopefully, I'll catch that little <laughs> little guy. And like, are you living in the house? Um, I have. I bought a condo, so it's a four. It's four apartments, four apartment building, and I have a little condo now. But for somehow, for some reason, I am the caretaker yeah, of the place. Yeah. Which is pretty awesome. I kind of miss the fancy, the fancy new apartment, but I really am enjoying this place. Pretty cool. That was a that was fancy apartments. Oh yeah, they were super. You missed. The, so uh, you said you went to who, who was the, who was the concert? Because like you cut out when oh. uh, uh, when you said what what concert you went to. Neil Young. Who was it? Neil Young. Oh, oh love Neil Young. I've never I've never seen him live. I never have either. And so I figure this was a once in a lifetime opportunity that I absolutely had to do. And it was pretty. Once in a lifetime thing. It, I've never seen anybody. He had no playlist and he sat down and he would just like think he had probably had about 10 guitars in a circle that he sat around. He oh, wow. Other guitars around. And he would like think about each guitar and he'd be tell a little story about why he picked up that guitar and what's how the song related to it. And then he'd put down the guitar. And one time, it, my favorite part is one time he picked up a song, start or picked up a guitar, started playing, um, playing a tune. I'm trying to remember which one it was. I don't remember what song it was. But as he was strumming along, all of a sudden he's like, no, 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 I got to stop. Like, this, this is the wrong guitar. And he puts it back down and he was like, I, I need to play with this guitar. This guitar right here, I need to play that song with this guitar because this is the guitar that I actually wrote this song on. And it was just really cool. The whole show was just like that. And it was kind of, it was pretty magical. He didn't play as long as I hoped. He played like an hour and a half, which was, I mean, that's a good time to be on stage by yourself. But it was still, I was just like amazed. You know, I, how about you? Who have you been seeing? Well, I, I've been seeing, um, okay, good. I've been seeing a lot of um, like this alt country kind of thing. Um, I'm really super into this alt country kind of thing. It's, uh, I, I've, I actually have been cutting uh, a lot of their hair. So like the whole scene of music, me and a buddy of mine, Roy J. White, um, pretty much cut everybody in the scene um, and their wives. Next week, see Ryan and myself. And hopefully we'll have a couple of guests or at least one guest. And we're going to do a super important podcast about hair. Thanks, guys.